If you put your effort and concentration into playing to your potential to be the best that you can be, I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. The talent for so many players today, the talent in the spotlight, it's taking them to heights that their character's not strong enough to support. I'm one of those set goals achievements. I talked about faith, passion, and obviously the drive with the guys that I've been around and the guys that surround me every single day. If I want to be one of the best, I've got to play with and against the best. Okay, so that which gets praised gets repeated. You're listening to The Hardwood Hustle, brought to you by PGC Basketball. Players, thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the Hardwood Hustle. I'm your host, Adam Bradley, alongside TJ Rosine. Special thanks to our friends over at PGC Basketball. Lead them up, Team Snap, and Shot Tracker for all their support of the Hardwood Hustle. TJ, today we're going to be talking about why doesn't success on paper create success on the court? Right? You always hear that, and you've heard that for as long as sports have been around. They look at a roster, or they look at the, the team, and they say, wow, man, they've got it all. They've got it all. But it doesn't always mean that they've got it all on the court. And I can't help but to think, especially in the athlete space, my work with high school athletes specifically, man, they talk about this concept all the time. Man, look what we got, man. We got so-and-so at the point. you know. We got so-and-so down low. And, and they start looking at their team on paper, and they start praising and almost anointing themselves champions before it even gets going because, man, so-and-so, you may – Oh, have you seen his game? He's so good, and this and that, and that and this. And what they find, though, is that that success on paper isn't translating to success always on the court. Why doesn't success on, quote-unquote, paper translate? Yeah. Well, I'm probably going to give you a more complex answer than you want, but I think of it like a, a giant math problem. You know, So, for instance, if we were to go to do something like tennis you know two is greater than one so if if you had a player that's the equivalent of a two and they're that good they're that skilled they're that talented you know and the player below them is about to play most of the time the better player just wins now occasionally the better player doesn't win the one doesn't win you know the two wins and and why doesn't that happen in that you know it could be a bad day Mentally, they lost a little bit of the touch, whatever. There could be a few reasons that things don't go well in that one-on-one match, right? Well, then take it to a sport like um, basketball, and you just multiply the problem like five times five. So now there's like 25 different reasons it could go wrong. Then you factor in all the reasons it could go wrong based on an individual. And then you factor in all the equations of actually getting the pieces to play together. There's a million things that can go wrong when you start going over all of the possibilities of a team. And, you know, they're, they're not passing well, they're not shooting well, they're not on the same page defensively, somebody's got a bad attitude, somebody's freezing somebody out, somebody doesn't care, somebody's mad about their playing time. Somebody, you can just go under – there's so many hundreds and thousands of reasons why it's not. So in a team sport, um, you could be in the same scenario as tennis. Your five are better than their five, and that day just one thing went wrong and they beat you. But the number of things that can go wrong in a team sport when five players have to play coordinated together and subs have to come in and coordinate you know, accordingly to those. and then There's just so many things that can go wrong. We, 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 we don't acknowledge those things because we feel like if somebody puts the ball in the basket better than the other person, it's a wrap. And it's just not true. That's why it's a team sport in any team dynamic, especially a game like basketball. So the team dynamic of football is a little bit different to me. It's like, 
bigger, faster, stronger, and with 40 seconds to decide between each play what you're going to do next. You don't have that luxury in basketball. Mm -hmm. The next play happens one second after another. Like, you just go, go, go. The next decision happens a thousand times a game, you know? Like, a thousand decisions you're going to make. Well, in football, not knocking football, but only half of the time are you even going to be on the field. (laughs) Right. And half of that time, might you even be involved in the play? And that play is going to last about one-fourth of the time a play of basketball is going to last. You know, like, there's just less things that can go wrong. And Mm -hmm. so basketball, the complexities and the the layers to it of um, that paper is oftentimes highly overrated. I think paper stands out a little bit more when you get to pros for one reason. They've eliminated a lot of the other stuff. They've eliminated the failure to prepare. They eliminate the failure to actually put in the work because they become a pro, you know. They eliminate whatever. But they still can be great and not be able to fix the chemistry problem, you know. And so there's just a lot of complexities there. I'm also intrigued with the dynamic of when you return practically the same team but you add one piece. A lot of players will sit there and they'll say, man, we're returning almost every single person. And we added so-and-so, therefore guaranteed, right? If we won 18 games with this crew, we've got them all back and they're all older, and we added this transfer that just came in, 25 wins. Book it. Yeah. Math adds up. Right. 18 yeah. last year, same team back, add another player. 25 has got to be the number. Yeah. Doesn't always play out that way. Yeah. Right? Same set of circumstances. All of a sudden now proves to be a little bit harder. Yeah. No, that's uh, – I said this, you know, a while back. The pH of the water, man. Like, I mean, I mean, you you could take a fish tank with a whole bunch of fish in there, and everything is perfect, and then you drop one drop of acid in there, and it's all over. You know, you drop one whatever it is that fish don't like bacteria. One what, and it's all over. And it's not much different with a team. I mean, like, it, you you just drop the wrong thing in there. And it can all just explode, and that's it's a that's why coaches can't sleep at night. You know what I mean? Trying to figure out those type of things, why they're happening, and so one of the greatest things I think coaches specifically, but really players can do in their career is recognize that every year is a brand new journey. Every year, every season is brand new, and you just have to go on that journey with no expectations. No preconceived notions. You just got to go on that journey and do the best you can on that journey. Players have to avoid the temptation to evaluate themselves on paper. And I I think that puts them into a trap, a form of complacency more often than not. They look at that talent on paper and they think that it's just going to happen. And they go in with an entitled mentality versus an earned mentality that like, yeah, we're just going to go in like this is going to happen. And maybe they're not as uh, paying as close attention to detail day in and day out. Maybe they're not showing up as well day in and day out. Maybe they're not putting in that extra effort that got them where they were last year when they were hungry and, and humble. So I think coach, players, avoid the temptation of checking your potential off paper. Is there ever any good that comes from maybe evaluating your team on paper? Well, I think it goes directly to how good the evaluation is. Like, what are you evaluating, you know? Like, I mean, if you stop with, you know, we evaluate the number of points we score, you know, if you if you have two players that average 20 and you add a new player that averages 20 to your team, 20 plus 20 plus 20 doesn't equal 60 anymore. 
there's less shots to go around. There's less people. You know, there's there's a whole bunch of things, right? That that happen. And so it, the quality of your evaluation would probably determine whether it's what whether it's worth it or not. And I don't think you can evaluate basketball and team sport just off one simple factor. Listen, players, hopefully this challenged you. If you've ever fallen into the trap of uh, assessing your team, quote-unquote, on paper and beginning to believe the results are going to be a certain thing because of what you see, be weary of that. Be extremely wary of that. It tends to be a trap that will allow you to not achieve the potential you think because maybe it will create some complacency or maybe some entitlement. Don't fall victim to to checking out your potential on paper. Keep working. Keep putting in the time and the effort. Listen, I am Adam. He's TJ. Together, we are the Hardwood Hustle. Until next time, we're out.